Hey, Prime members, you can listen to The Lead ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the app today. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Hey, everyone. I just wanted to point out that this episode that you're listening to right now is actually from our spinoff podcast, The Lead Starting Five. That is our daily 10-minute sports news show. That show has its own feed with new episodes publishing there every Monday through Friday. And we'll keep airing episodes here on the Leeds feed on Mondays just to introduce more people to that show. So go check it out and subscribe if you like it. All right, here's today's episode. After a whirlwind weekend, Kyrie Irving is now a member of the Dallas Mavericks. In women's college basketball, only two teams now remain undefeated. And the NFL's first ever Pro Bowl flag football games might actually have been entertaining. From Wondery, I'm Tiffany Oshinsky. And I'm Sarah Cazell. It is Monday, February 6th, and this is Starting Five, five sports stories in 10 minutes. We're starting out with some major news in the NBA. Kyrie Irving is now a Dallas Maverick. On Sunday, the Brooklyn Nets shipped him to Dallas along with Markeith Morris for Dorian Finney-Smith, Spencer Dinwiddie, and three future draft picks. Yeah, that really escalated quickly, <laughs> didn't it, Tiff? Just a little. <laughs> yeah. According to the Athletics' Joms Tarania, Irving requested a trade a few days ago because he and the Nets could not agree on an extension. And on Saturday, Irving sat out of Brooklyn's game against the Wizards due to right calf soreness. Mm. Yeah, sure thing. After the game, Nets big Nick Claxton shared how he reacted to the news of Irving's trade request. We're just like everybody else. We're caught off guard, but I can't judge a grown man for his decisions. At the end of the day, he's doing what's best for him, and I stand by him. And I stay with my teammates here. All right. And then Tiff, on Sunday, as you mentioned, we got the news that Irving is going to the Mavericks in that multiplayer trade. So that is the official end of the Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant era in Brooklyn, which ultimately was not <laughs> terribly great. These two played only 74 games together over the past three seasons and did not get past the second round of the playoffs together. Meanwhile, this is a pretty risky move for the Mavericks, who have had space to bring in another superstar alongside Luka Doncic for some time now. And they're placing a pretty major bet on Kyrie Irving here. They traded away many of their most movable assets to bring in a guy who's almost 31 years old. And I mean, let's just say it, notorious for being unpredictable and inconsistent as a teammate. ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski, by the way, reports that Irving will suit up for the Mavericks Wednesday against the Clippers. And another big development in the West on Sunday. Steph Curry is expected to miss several weeks for the Warriors with a leg injury. 
All right, let's now move on to the NFL, where questions about Aaron Rodgers' future followed him right onto the golf links on Sunday. Yeah, that's right, Sarah. Rodgers competed in and ended up winning the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am with pro golfer Ben Silverman. And it turns out he can't get away from questions about his future, even when he is on the links. While walking the course, fans were shouting their thoughts on which team the 10-time Pro Bowler should join next season. Here's Rodgers talking about it on Saturday to CBS Sports' Amanda Balionis-Renner. I'm just going to say that the uh, predominant team that we hear as we're walking is Raiders. A lot, of, a lot of Raider fans are encouraging me. A lot of Devontae misses you comments. So we're having some fun with it. And speaking of Devontae Adams, Rogers' old teammate is clearly pushing for a Las Vegas reunion. At the Pro Bowl, the receiver told the Las Vegas Review Journal that he would 1 million percent advocate bringing in Rogers. And when Adams scored a touchdown in one of the Pro Bowl games, it appeared he did the discount double check move, which was Rogers' signature celebration whenever he threw a touchdown. So with Derek Carr on his way out of Las Vegas, Raiders GM Dave Ziegler has to figure out if they're going to roll with the only quarterback currently signed to the team, Chase Garbers, draft their future passer, or go with an established arm like Rodgers. Clearly, Raiders fans are hopeful they'll land the Hall of Fame QB, and so is one of his ex-receivers. Man, look at Devontae Adams stirring the pot there with the <laughs> touchdown celebration. I mean, we can always depend on Aaron Rodgers to create some drama, but now... Devontae Adams, thank you so much. And by the way, I'm all in favor of a reunion. I think that would be really fun to watch. We saw two major games in women's college basketball on Sunday and an escalating battle for the National Player of the Year. That is right, Tiff. Let's start out with number one, South Carolina, who played at number five, Connecticut, in a rematch of last year's national title game. The Gamecocks fell behind early 25-14 through the first quarter, but... Aaliyah Boston, South Carolina's candidate to repeat as National Player of the Year. She went beast mode, Tiff, (laughs) coming out of halftime. Yeah, she scored 23 of her 26 points in the second half. Touch there to Boston, that double team coming once again. She wiggles her way out of it, pursues the miss, puts it back. That's a National Player of the Year move right there. South Carolina ended up beating UConn 81-77 to move to a perfect 23-0 on the year. Meanwhile, another undefeated team, also from the SEC, the LSU Tigers, they also moved on to 23-0 on the year as they defeated Texas A&M 72-66 on Sunday. And that came thanks to another National Player of the Year (laughs) candidate, Angel Reese. She went for 26 points and 22 points rebounds. What a performance, including this bucket here to seal the win. Poole on the cross. Poole drops it down to Reese. Beautiful job by Poole and Reese with the finish. So now, Tiff, we've got a huge game, huge game coming up on Sunday. South Carolina and LSU, the reigning player of the year against one of the breakout stars of the season. And yeah, like we said, the two undefeated teams left 
in women's college basketball. I am loving this drama in women's college hoops, Sarah. Loving it. And while we're on the topic of Player of the Year candidates, Iowa's Caitlin Clark, who in the eyes of many is leading that race. She got another triple-double on Sunday in the number 6 Hawkeyes 95-51 to win over Penn State. 23 points, 10 rebounds, and 14 assists for the junior. That's her ninth career triple-double, which ties her for second in the NCAA women's hoops record books. All right, let's head to the Premier League, where it was a tough weekend for the two teams at the top of the table and a historic weekend for one of England's top strikers. Yeah, that's right, Sarah. Let's start with the league leaders, Arsenal, who held a five-point lead over second place Manchester City heading into the weekend. They had what should have been an easy game against Everton, who were winless in their last eight Premier League games and tied for last place in the league. But Everton handed Arsenal just their second loss of the season, 1-0. That result gave Manchester City a chance to close the gap at the top to just two points as they played against Tottenham on Sunday. And Sarah, that meant Arsenal fans were in the weird position of rooting for their biggest rivals, Tottenham, (laughs) so that Arsenal could maintain their lead at the top of the standings. And Spurs came through for Arsenal fans, beating Man City 1-0 on this first half goal from striker Harry. Kane. Rodri, he's giving it away to Hoybier, and here's Kane! He sits on Tottenham's loftiest perch, Spurs' most lavish scorer of all time. He has dared, and he has done. And as you heard right there, that goal, the 267th of Kane's career, made him Spurs' all-time leading scorer, passing legendary striker Jimmy Greaves. After the match, Kane spoke about what it meant to set that record for the team he joined when he was just 11 years old. I think so. I think, especially being here at home in front of the fans, it was just, there's been so much talk about it over the last couple of weeks, and... I just wanted to get it done as soon as possible. So to do it in a big game against one of the best teams in the world, uh, yeah, it's just a special feeling. A great moment there for Kane and the Spurs fans. And somehow a great moment for Arsenal fans too. Down is up, up is down, (laughs) Sarah. Dogs and cats living it together. Mass hysteria. And Arsenal maintains its five-point lead over Man City at the top. Now, speaking of Arsenal and Man City, they will square off in league play for the first time this season Next Wednesday, February 15th, that is absolutely going to be some must-see TV. For our fifth and final story of the day, the first ever Pro Bowl flag football game was played on Sunday and, dare I say it, was fun to watch? Yeah, Tiff. After Pro Bowl viewership hit an all-time low last year, the NFL decided let's mix things up this year, hosting a series of skills events on Thursday and Sunday, including dodgeball, best catch, and something called kick-tack-toe. Clever. Yes, (laughs) tremendous. On Sunday, the NFC and AFC squared off in a series of seven-on-seven flag football games, and it actually was pretty entertaining. The players really seemed to be having a good time and getting more competitive. In Tiff, there were some truly impressive plays, including a gorgeous touchdown toss from Geno Smith to CeeDee Lamb in game one. And look at both feet down for CD Lamb. Insane. I don't that execution. I don't care if it's practice, flag football, Sunday football. That was beautiful. Gotta put the ball where And the competitiveness even spilled through until the very, very end, Tiff, with the final game ending in controversy. 
Yes, Sarah, some serious drama played out. The NFC was up two points with time running out when Kirk Cousins took a knee on the AFC one-yard line. And there apparently is a rule saying you must throw if you are inside the opponent's five-yard line. And AFC head coach Peyton Manning thought that taking a knee is a run play, not a pass play, and he stormed the field in protest. Peyton furious with his Pac-12 official. The intricacies of flag football being argued about by Peyton Manning. I love everything about it. Yeah, that was great. What a, what a way to finish. But despite Peyton's protests, a penalty was not called, and Peyton ended up losing to his little brother, Eli, who coached the NFC 35-33. to That was the first time the NFC has won the Pro Bowl since 2017 when they reintroduced this NFC versus AFC format. Wow. Tiff, I'll speak for myself. I was definitely skeptical (laughs) about how this new format would work out and if it actually would be interesting. But I got to say, I think we can call this a win for the NFL. Do you think so? Yeah, I think so. All right. A win for them and a win for us because we're done here. From Wondering, (laughs) I'm Sarah Kazell. And I'm Tiffany Oshinsky. Thanks for listening. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to The Lead ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. And before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey. If you travel, you know when it comes to love. See you soon. Can't wait. The sky is no limit. You know with your Delta Amex card, being oceans apart means meeting in Aruba. And booking a war travel with your card means saving 15% on Delta flights. You know kissing under the bridge of size guarantees eternal love. Because you're the long-distance lovebirds. It's why you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum American Express card member. If you travel, you know. Takeoff 15 discount not applicable to partner-operated flights or taxes and fees. Terms apply. Visit go.amex.com.